One of the main advantages of startups is speed. You execute quickly so you can grow faster than your competitors, and then you take the incumbents down, right? That's how the story goes. Well, unfortunately, going fast and executing quickly is a little harder when you're remote because you're not in the same room. You can't get together and whiteboard out a problem, right? Remote makes it a little slower, which really matters for a startup, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our new sponsor for forward-thinking founders, Sidekick. Sidekick is a hardware device that connects remote founders with an always-on video. With Sidekick, you just turn and you talk just as if you're sitting in the same room. It's great for teams that are working on something from scratch and are working all the time founding a company. Luckily, because you're a listener of forward-thinking founders, you get Sidekick for a discount, $5 off per device. So if you're interested in having an in-person feeling, in-person environment with your remote team, feel free to go to sidekick.video slash FTF to get $5 off a device per device. So you could save up to $20, $30, $40 a month by going to sidekick.video slash FTF. So if you're feeling the remote woes, you know where to go. Sidekick.video slash FTF. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Hurd, who is a co-founder of First Base. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Pretty good, Matt. How's things on your side? Things are great. This is a pretty legendary episode, and I want to tell you why. This is the first podcast episode that, that is being recorded on my brand new desk. I got a desk from Ikea yesterday, and it's not a fold-up table. It's a real desk, and I'm feeling great about it. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, the small things that make us get through this, um, this situation. You're, you're exactly right. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about what you're working on. For people that don't know about First Base, may not be familiar with you, like, you know, what are you working on? Yeah, so I, the way we like to describe First Base is as a physical operating system for remote work. Um, and what that really means is we help companies supply, finance, and manage all the physical equipment their remote workers need to be as safe, comfortable, and productive at home as they would be in an office. Well, this is relevant <laughs> to, to what's going on. Um, you're probably, <clears throat> there's like markets that you know have been crushed and there's markets that have been risen, and it's kind of just like the lottery, unfortunately, depending on like what you decided to start working on. Um, luckily, like a lot of people need probably need your help 
um, as time goes on. So let's kind of talk about like the use at UX of this. If I wanted to sure. use first space, I guess two questions. One, like who am I? Like, am I like the CEO of a growing company that's remote? Am I in person, but want to go remote? And then, and then how, just how does it work? Like, how would I use it? Yeah, so on the company side, what we do is effectively give them an a la carte menu of all the potential choices that they can make. So headsets, microphones, hardware, desks, chairs, um, everything else in between those things. The company will choose what is going to be what, what is going to be in their package. And then once that's selected, they can then invite their workers on the platform where they can choose the things that they want. So we empower the worker to have full control over their own setup while the company has full control over the cost because they've set the package. Oh, this makes sense. So is it, is it some of the, along the lines of, I, let's say I'm the CEO of like a you know, 50 person company, whatever, and we, we hire a few more people. I want my people to have good equipment and material and have autonomy yeah. over that, but I also don't want to spend a billion dollars on it. So this yeah. you you manage that like you help companies manage that process is is that right? We 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 handle everything. So there's the financing element, which is making this more cost efficient. Rather than you paying three to five thousand dollars up front for that, we let you spread that over whichever period you choose to. The second part's the logistical aspect. So getting it to workers, setting up the IT, maintenance and repairs, collections if a worker leaves, all the way through to the back end of that relationship where if a worker is there for long enough, we would upgrade it um, as well. Why did you decide to start working on this? It's honestly like a really, uh, really, it's one point niche idea now, maybe less niche, but it's, it's, like, it's a great idea. Like what's the origin story? Yeah, we, I, I think the best place to start is with the admission that we never meant to build this business. Um, we were building a fintech product. We decided we were going to be remote because I want to spend more time with my family. My CTO was about to have his first child. He wanted to be there to see him walk for the first time and laugh for the first time. And we just knew that if we were a remote team, we'd be more talented and cost efficient. So we became remote, started experiencing challenges and obstacles with being um, that way. And something we were super passionate about was the culture and experience for our workers. And that really began with the foundation on top of which they worked. Um, and as we started to add a few workers, we realized how expensive that was, how time consuming that was. The stuff never turned up. We lost six days productivity and it sucked. And at that point, we were talking about hiring 15 or 20 more remote workers. So me and my CTO basically just put our heads together and said, look, let's solve this problem for ourselves. We've experienced it. Um, and it just turned out that was a really easy problem for us to solve based on our prior experience. So before that, I'd be, I'd literally, and I mean literally been putting exactly the same equipment on oil rigs in the most remote places on the planet. My CTO had been doing cybersecurity and technical infrastructure for the US military in very remote places. So we had that experience, we created that problem. And then, yeah, we got back to building the FinTech product. Fast forward 12 months, we finally come to the realization that company is not going to make any money. We go to some of our friends building remote teams and they say, it's expensive, it's time consuming. The stuff doesn't turn up. We're like, well, obviously, same experience as us. We went to some of the banks that we were talking to about the fintech product. 24 hours later, we're talking to a senior leader there and they're hearing exactly the same thing. And yeah, we pivoted late August, early September last year start building the real product, start taking a wait list. Um, and yeah, this morning we just crossed 4,300 companies on our wait list, which is pretty wild. 
That is wild. Uh, it's a great story. Um, it's like a typical founding story, right? People think, oh, got an idea, get a team together, raise some money and go. But nope, not, not, not at all. <laughs> very, very windy road. Yeah. And like to add to that, like we were the perfect people to do this. We had the perfect experience of it. And then it took us 12 months to realize that's the product we should be building. Like Slack was, I guess, probably the most similar to that in that they had Slack internally and in Glitch or whatever the company was called before they realized actually this is a product. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, obviously, you're like an interesting position because you have this this product. You obviously have demand because of your wait list. Like, what what I'm wondering is, what do you spend your time on? On like, if there was an average day, or if you could like sum up a week and then pick your most average day, what do you spend your time on? Like, are you doing sales? Are you building product? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? What are you doing during the day? Yeah, I, I would say the last few weeks it's been sales so let's take yesterday I, I think i had 12 sales calls we done a presentation uh, um an event a little bit on product interfacing with existing clients to make sure that they have all the things that they need interfacing with the manufacturers that are providing our our products or providing their products to our clients and yeah i would say that's a fairly typical day today where we we just can't sell quick enough to be quite frank. We had 12 sales calls yesterday. We've averaged 62 signups a day for the last 37 days. So yeah, we're just not even making a dent in that, which is interesting. And one more question on this. This is really, really fascinating. So this is kind of the realm of, there's this idea, I think it's from Reed Hoffman. Maybe he didn't create it, but like when you got a bunch of fires, you kind of like got to let some of them burn. Like like some of them, you just like, you can't put them all out. I'm not, you kind of, you don't, you have like the opposite of a fire, but in some ways it's a fire, right? You got all these people that want it sure. and you can't get to them. How do you think about getting to them? Like, like you probably could like do some automation, do some lead scoring and get them all in. You probably could, I mean, I don't know venture capital or anything, but you probably could if you wanted to like hire a sales team to like do it all. Um, or you could be like, you know, on the other side, like way more, you know, like not as kind of the opposite of that. How do you think about this? You have a giant waste list. How, how, do, you, how do you think about managing it? Yeah, I think for us, it's, it's about being purposeful and being mindful. And I think a lot of that goes into finding the right companies that fit what we're doing. Um, and I think we, we fundamentally don't know the, the perfect fit for us yet. I think once we have that, it's going to be far easier to segment that wait list and then target those people far more efficiently and give them a great service. Um, but I think at the same time, we want to be super confident that we're providing a great experience. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, there's a danger that we try to move too quickly. We provide a bad experience and that um, detrimentally affects us. And then I think there's the, always the competing um, emotion in some respects that says, you've got this massive opportunity, take advantage of this unique confluence of circumstance and you could build a generational business across the next 12 to 18 months as remote work continues to skyrocket. So it's about juggling all those balls and trying to make sure that none of them hit the floor while moving as efficiently as possible um, at the same time. Yeah, it sounds like you're thinking about it definitely in the right way. So let's say you get, I mean, obviously you'll get through this phase and then you go through the next phase and the next, you know, startup life. And then like you, you, you get to a point where you're like, you're a 
your company, you're a big company, and then all of a sudden you look back and like you, you've kind of done it, you've accomplished a vision like 10 years from now, 20 years from now. My, my, my question for you is what is your vision or in 10 or 20 years, what could this look like? Um, and uh, today, like, yeah, what, what, what are you envisioning? Where are you growing? Yeah, I think for us, the, the absolute vision is creating a physical world, AWS, that enables companies to take care of every conceivable need that they have as they go remote and then increasingly remote. So we're very focused on the physical product today. I think that gives us a unique insight of the other challenges and obstacles that companies have as they go increasingly remote and enables us to either expand horizontally to offer those solutions or upsell them in other areas. So when I speak about today, and I think I said this up front, we speak about the physical operating system for remote work, more generally and longer term, how can we just create an operating system that makes everything as easy as we make physical product today, whether that's cross-border payments, compliance, taxation, finding talent, keeping talent, IT provisioning, software setup, and I think eventually, um, probably a lot of other areas as well that we're not quite sure about yet. And to make that happen, you'll need some help. Like you obviously need customers, which it sounds like you have a good amount of, you'll need some employees. You might need investors if you want to go down that path. But what you'll absolutely need, like I can guarantee you 100%, is help from the forward-thinking founders community. You get all these people listening that think what you're doing is sweet. I know it because I think it's sweet. And they probably want to help. So what is an ask that you have for the community? Is there something specific that you're pushing now, sales, hiring, fundraising, that anyone listening can, can, can help with? Yeah, I, I think for us, we, we're just closing the seed round just now. We're incredibly bullish about the team that we're pulling together with respect to that. We're already having conversations with other investors about the next round. And yeah, I think you know as well as I do that the limiting factor for many companies is the talent that they have inside them. And for us, our, our next biggest step is going to be finding the right people, whether that's sales, operationally, um, or anything else. So yeah, I think for me, my biggest focus across the next month, two, three months is going to be building the team out to make sure that we really can attack the market opportunity we've got. And if someone wanted to, for my last question, if someone wanted to give this a shot or find you online, email you, connect, what, what's the URL? Are you on Twitter? How can people get in touch? Yeah, for first base, it's firstbasehq.com. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Chris underscore herd or shoot me an email on Chris at firstbasehq.com. You're part of the underscore club. I am a Matt underscore Sherman. It is, it is a good group to be in. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, it's actually, if I'm being honest, I totally wish I didn't have the underscore, but because I cut, because that's some Matt Sherman got like 10 years yeah. ago, got the real estate. I'm owning it. I'm owning the underscore. <laughs> um, yeah, me, me too. Me too. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. All, your building something super interesting. Uh, really, really, and probably, honestly, like very needed in a time like right now. So I wish you the best of luck and uh, keep it up and, all, and let me know how I can help. So, you know, keep on going. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate your time.